Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 136. Uh, 136 is a wolf, rayet, red, supergiant star. Don't know what that means? Big star. Very hot. Uh, my name is Trey, joined, as always, by Tucker, Cam, and Dylan. How are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. Fantastic. Good. Good. Varying levels of excitement on the pod today. Uh, winners and losers, we can't really think of any. Um, nothing. It's been kind of a quiet week, I think. Uh, nothing major going on uh, outside of preseason, which is just kind of happening. Um, but we do have a winner of our poll, and it's Cam for his take that Matt Stafford is uh, Donzo. Uh, Cam, I think you were feeling pretty good when you gave that take. I uh, didn't expect it to win. Yep. I just want to say I was wildly misquoted on mine. Like my take was about the suspension of Deshaun Tucker, or not about the. My take wasn't about the suspension and how it's going to be longer. My take was about the drought, and the entire take was just about the suspension. I just wanted to get my word out. Uh, that's not at all what I wrote. I said his what, what the exact thing you said. If it was just about a curse, then you went a very no. Because Dylan brought up the suspension, but no, you opened your take with saying Deshaun Watson's going to get spent, suspended for a year. That's what you opened. Well, your that's take just with. a fact. Like I didn't think that that's not a wasted take. That's just like something that's like ninety percent going to happen. And as I wrote it, I wrote it correctly to what you said. I said that. Um, Deshaun Watson's suspension will be extended to a year as the first sign of a new curse on the Browns. They will miss the playoffs for the next 17 years. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I just didn't think of that as part of the sign. I just think, I was just saying, he's going to get suspended for a year, and they're going to get... That's exactly what I wrote. He's going to get suspended for a year, and they're going to miss the playoffs for 17 years. I'm just going to keep bitching. Okay. Uh, Cam gets a point. Moves up to uh, eight. Cam, you were feeling good when you gave the take, huh? Confidence is key, boys. Get confident in your take. Everybody's listening. Um, and they just, you know, they're going to get behind you. Well, a big win for Cam to put him firmly remaining in second place. Uh, Dylan has dropped out to uh, last place now. So, it's a tough look for you, Dill. Maybe step your game up. Um... I got a take to lead it off for ways it takes. Um, the Patriots, we talked about this last week, I think. They've been having struggles in camp. Recently, they've been having um, brawls against the Panthers. Two joint practices, two giant fights broke out. Um, it seems like their preseason camp isn't going that well. They lost to the Giants. They didn't play any, any real starters. But they lost to the Giants in the preseason game. Um, things seem to be going wrong, and there's a lot of questions about the coaching going on. And that's what kind of the media is focusing on right now, is who's play, who's calling the plays? They're supposedly trying this new offense that's a little more uh, relevant with today's game. They didn't run any of that the other night. They ran their old offense. So they're trying to install this new offense, and players are having a lot of trouble with it. So there's basically... As, as we talked about, no offensive coordinator, no defensive coordinator, but there's two guys on offense who are taking turns calling the plays. Matt Patricia, former head coach of the Detroit Lions, and Joe Judge, former head coach of the New York Giants, uh, Camp's favorite coach, Joe Judge. Um, 
So I look at this and I think one thing, and there's one reason why one guy isn't kind of taking over as the offensive coordinator. I think it's because these two guys are narrowed down to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. And Bill Belichick is using this season and maybe next season as well as sort of an audition for who he's going to name as the next head coach. This is their chance to prove that they can be a head coach of a team, that they can put, run an offense. They know He knows that they can excel at other sides of the ball. Patricia was a great defensive coordinator. Judge was a great special teams coordinator. Now it's time to see if they can handle another aspect of the game. He's using the, these two guys as a tryout for who is going to be your next New England Patriot head coach. Joe Judge or Matt Patricia is your next coach. Get excited. I'm not. I think they're both bozos. But Bill Belichick is using this as a tryout to select the new head coach of the New England Patriots pending his retirement in, we'll say, two years. That's the take. Uh, I'll jump in on this one. Um, I don't buy that. Uh, just because I think that at the end of the day, when Bill retires, I don't think he has the ability to name his heir. I think that, I think Robert Kraft will want some say in that. And I think in the past he's, you know, used that like, Hey, I am the owner. Like I get say, and Bill on his way out, I don't think gets final say on who succeeds him. See, I I I mean, I think he's trying to decide who the offensive coordinator is out of those two. I would 100% agree. Um, But I don't think he's at a point where he's trying to decide a head coach because I don't think either of these guys are going to be the head coach of the Patriots after that. So I think he went to Kraft and worked it out with him and said, listen, like, you've got me here. Like, Like, I'm doing my best to build a team for the future. Like, I want this to succeed after I'm gone. All that I need is you're okay to be able to select the new head coach. Why wouldn't he, why wouldn't Kraft say yes to that? Like Kraft, he knows business. He knows very minuscule about football. I imagine I have, I I bet you he knows nothing about offensive scheme and defensive scheme. So if Bill came to Kraft and said, I'm going to handpick your next head coach. I don't think he would disagree with that at all. And Bill being Bill, doing as he usually does, picked from his buddies and brought them in. So now he's got his buddies in there and his son in there. And one of those guys is going to end up as head coach. You probably think Steve isn't ready yet. Um, And probably whoever he decides to promote, he'll say, okay, Steve's going to be your defensive coordinator. And you know what they're going to say? Yes, Bill. Thank you, sir. If you just listen to the media between these guys, they are doing nothing but kissing ass. They're all saying, oh, we, we wanted to be here for Bill. We wanted to play under, we wanted to coach under Bill. Yes, that may be true, but you also are no names in the league at this point. You need to build your reputation back up. That's why you're here, to get that next head coaching job, and it's with the Patriots. That's that's their mentality, I think. If Bill Belichick came to Kraft and said, I want to name the head, next head coach, I think he'd be like, yeah, do it. I don't see why not. I'd say yeah, yes. Yeah, well, I agree. Bill's going Bill's to pick a new head coach, but he's bringing these guys in, not because his buddy's with them, because he's trying to be able to build a team. He's bringing in the worst possible candidates so that when he leaves, the team will never succeed again. And it'll look like, just like what happened when Brady left and they got worse, and stayed good, it's going to look the same for him where he leaves and then all of a sudden they just can't and do terrible. That's the mindset that I'm thinking right now. That's the Belichick mindset. I disagree. I think that his legacy is hurt more if he leaves and they stink forever. Because then clearly, 
I mean, it's already stacked against them that people are, you know, people already think it was all Brady. And here, and if he does that, then clearly it was all Brady. If he builds something for the future that he can set up, um, then that proves that there was coaching to it. Um, the reason these guys are here is because they owe him something and he can boss them around and tell them to do whatever he wants. They both have no brains for offense. I mean, I can't emphasize enough. He's Bill Belichick and he's the head coach of the Patriots. He can bring in any guys then why and doesn't boss he? them around and tell them to do what he wants. Then That's why doesn't he hire then why doesn't he hire a real offensive coordinator? Bill Bill O'Brien's sitting out there without a job. He's had success as an offensive coordinator. Why not bring one in? Why bring in two guys that used to be on other sides of the ball that he just that just have had horrible head coaching careers. Why bring those guys in? Because they owe him. Because they'll pay they'll do it for nothing and he can boss them around. I, I, but again, I can't emphasize enough. You can boss anyone around. You didn't. Okay, so why didn't he? Why doesn't he bring in a real coach? Uh, he clearly likes these guys. Like we don't know nearly as much about these guys as we think. I mean, like we can just say he didn't work out as a head coach of the Giants and the Lions, two teams that Cam, no offense, had no talent. Two, but why bring them back as offensive? Coaches. Who knows? Maybe he likes their mindset. They're two guys that work in the system. They know they know the defense players. and they special know Josh teams. McDaniel's system. They know like what worked. They worked hand in hand with the prior offensive coordinator. I mean, there's a handful of reasons why. Like, but I don't know. I just don't think it's because he's debating which one of these head coaches that didn't succeed are going to be a head coach. I, I, there's no argument to be made for why they were made offensive coaches. They were good on other sides. I just of the ball. said because they both worked hand in hand with Josh McDaniels over the last ten years. They're installing a new system. They're not using McDaniel's system anymore. Yeah, but they worked hand in hand with the offense and Josh McDaniels. No, they didn't. Ran the prior system and ran the offense. No, they didn't. They worked on other sides of the ball. Yeah, but they worked. You're saying the offensive and defensive coordinator and the offensive and special teams coordinator have no contact with each other? I'm not saying they don't have contact, but they don't have say in each other's schemes. They don't, but they talk about it, I'm sure. You don't think they talk shop and talk about what each other's doing? I'm, you think they just, like, do you think they get into meetings and they don't say a word to each other? No, I think they talk, but I don't think they're that in-depth. They have their own stuff to worry about. Why would they care about what the offense is doing if you're a defensive coordinator? Your job is to get stops. Your job's to win football games. Yes, to get stopped, to do your part and get stopped. Do your job. That's Bill's favorite thing. I see. I, I don't think a game ends like just that. You do your job, and that's it. You don't help anyone. You don't try and talk. You don't work with the other side of the ball. I, I think you all work as a team. I just don't think that as a defensive coordinator, you're talking to the offense saying, okay, so you guys are going to run these plays, and then we're going to run our plays. I mean, you're talking with each other on scheme. Like, look. Like, so if you guys go I out mean, there and I pass think a lot, coordinator and offensive coordinator can help each other in a huge way in terms of like learning how the other side thinks. Yeah, but not your side. Like, why would he care? Why would they care what the offense is running? Why would they care what the defense is running? Because they want to see how they can stop against that exact scheme. Like, oh, you did this. That's what I would do this against this. I think this can be stopped by doing that. Like, I think there's a. I think there's definitely a ton of conversations between them in terms of like trying to help each other out. There's 100%. a unit for that. There's a unit for that called the scout team, which runs the other team's offenses and defenses. And that's what they practice against. 
Uh, I don't know. I just the idea that like if you run the offense, all you do is work with the offense. You don't talk with the defense at all. Like I, I just don't buy it. I think it's a team effort. Everyone's working together constantly. You're in meetings together constantly. You work. I mean, yeah, all the coaches are together. They're one group. Dylan, your thoughts? Um, I don't think I think you're full of it, Trey. Honestly, I don't. I don't like this take. Um, I, I think there's probably some say in where I, like when he retires, Belichick is obviously going to talk to Kraft and give him his input. Um, I, I, my guess is Kraft's going to take the easy way out and probably name Patricia the head coach if Patricia stays. So you agree with my take then? But I don't, okay, sorry. I agree with the part of the take where you're saying that, uh, He's using the guys that he has as a triad. That's my exact take. Okay, I, I I don't I don't agree with the part about um, Belichick. Just you know, I don't know. You said something else that I didn't agree about. Whatever. But for the sake of the take, then I guess yeah, I do agree because as a coach, you're always assessing your coaches, right? I mean. And in a preseason matchup, sure, you play to win the game, maybe, kind of, sort of. You, really you try things out. Um, you don't really care if you win. I, I bet it would be good for morale if your team didn't lose, though. Um, but, uh, of course, he wants to put his coaches in situations to see how they would respond. So, I have not, I, I, like, he's going to assess their, you know, how they do. And then he's going to have input on these guys when he retires. He's probably going to have input on any guys that coach with them when he retires and, and tell crap those things. So I guess to a point, you're right. Um, so, yeah, I agree, I guess. Cam, you got anything else? Okay. Who's next? Um, I'll go. So I was looking at rosters, looking at games, you know, doing all this stuff. And one team stuck out to me as a team that everyone's sleeping on right now. No real expectations for them. For a team that I think is a lot of talent. It's the Washington Commanders. I think this team is super underrated for a team that got a... I know there's Carson Wentz haters in the group, but Carson Wentz is a... sincere upgrade from what they have. I mean, Taylor Heineke, love him. Not good at quarterback. You go, now you have a one-two punch with Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuels, who's a good duo. Lines all right. Uh, Running back Antonio Gibson, I love. And then the defensive line is one of, if not the best defensive line in football with Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, and Montez Sweat. And then... Jamin Davis just came off a great season. A lot of guys coming off great seasons right now. Um, I think there's a chance that this – I think that this team wins the NFCs. Cam, I want to hear you right off the bat about this, but I like this team. I think they're talented, and I think they can win it. I don't – I haven't heard anything from the Cowboys. I don't really believe in them, though. Um, but, yeah. I think with Alamari Cooper, they're going to feel that bad, and I think this team can take it. Okay. Um, so 
So one, Curtis Samuel's been on the team already. No, I know, but I'm saying that one-two punch with Carson Wentz, I'm saying, can be very good. Sorry. I didn't mean, I just said, yeah, I know the way I said it sounded weird. I got you. Uh, the, their offensive line is pretty terrible, and Carson Wentz coming from a team who had one of the best offensive lines to, to this team, because they just got rid of their best offensive guard, they get Wentz the Jaguars. Um, and then I mean, Terry McLaurin's good, yeah, but Curtis Samuel's nothing of note to be known as. But they also got Jahan Dotson, who was their first-round pick. Maybe he'll be good. We don't know. Um, As for the defense, they were very underwhelming last year. Um, They were supposed to be, like, the second-best defense in the league, and then they ended up just being kind of like an average defense. Not terrible, but not great. And plus... They have Carson Wentz, and I know you are high on Wentz, but he is absolutely terrible, and he will never win anything on his own. Um, this is I don't know. I think that he's a sin. I think him and Sam Howell are both sincere upgrades over Taylor Heineke. Oof. So, Tucker, we do this with you every year, man. Every <laughs> year, you come in and you say, Carson Wentz is, is good. Carson Wentz is an upgrade. Carson Wentz can play. Carson Wentz was on the Colts last year, who have a pretty damn good roster. Great offensive line. One of the best running backs in the league. Decent receivers. Great defensive front. Very similar, actually, to all the things you said about the Commanders. Yet they fell apart at the end because Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is very bad. You don't need to break down the roster any further than quarterback. If Carson Wentz is your quarterback, just like Cam said, you're never going to win anything. No but chance. But I will say that he went to the NFC, the extremely weak NFC and extremely weak NFC East. I think the I actually think the NFC East has gotten better this year. I think the boys the NFC East is a better is a better division than the AFC South. I think the boys and the Eagles could both win that division. I think they're both decent teams. I think that the Giants and the Commanders are the ones that are far off. I think. Carson Wentz is well, a that's joke. what makes it a waste of take is that everyone's writing them off. If I said the Cowboys are going to win the division, it wouldn't be a waste of takes. You're you're 100% right. It definitely is a waste of take, but it's one I'm not going to agree with because Carson Wentz is bad. Bill? Yeah, I'm going to disagree with this. I had a take earlier in the year that uh, the Cowboys are going to have their best season ever coming up because their strength of schedule is like the easiest in the league. And I think they're going to just – Play better this year, even though I say that a lot, and that's just not true. Um, so, no, Commanders are not going to win the division. I think they've gotten better. Uh, they're still not there yet. All right, Cam, you got a waste to take for us? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. I'm going to keep on my uh, my winning streak here and go with a similar take, but I'm moving over to baseball. Um, my Cincinnati Reds, who I've just been a huge fan of on this podcast, I think this is going to be the end for them. Um, Joey Votto is going to be out for the season, and he's going to be out for his career. Joey <laughs> Votto is now never going to play a game again because of this injury, and I don't think he has anything left to prove. The Red, he's done everything that he can 
consistency all throughout. Um, the Reds have just never been good, ever. And even I've tried to, you know, I've tried to hype him up and say, hey, Joey, I got the Reds this year. Um, and he's just, it's just not working out. So, in similar fashion to last week, from uh, one great player to another, just a couple of guys that we're not going to be seeing throwing, throwing the ball around anymore. What's the injury? I forgot. Shoulder or something. Something pretty, pretty big. He's going to be out this season. He's big surgery. Um, so my question actually would be, why is he still on the team? Like, they are far out of contention. They clearly need a rebuild. They're, it's not like they've been close. Why didn't they trade him? Like, why didn't they I – don't, I don't know his situation. I don't know much about the Reds at all. They're actually one of the few teams that I forget exists a lot of time. If you're playing Sporkle, you're naming all the teams. The Reds is often one that I – actually, no, I always get it because I type in Red Sox, and, and, it, and it comes up. But um, they are forgettable. He's a good player, but – I mean, I don't know if, you, if 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 I don't know what the injury is, then I can't really say if he's going to be out for the out for for his career. I mean, I, I I get where you're coming from that it's kind of a bummer to play there, and why why push yourself to get back if the team does not care about winning? Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's a tough one for me. I don't know if, enough about Votto. Um, I'll go ahead and just disagree because I think uh, you know if he's been playing for a bad team all these years, then he's a gamer and he just loves the game. And uh, he's going to want to come back and keep playing until he can't anymore. And uh, unless this injury is actually major, major surgery, then um, I think he comes back. Tuck? I'm looking up how old Joey Votto is. He's got to be like 35. 38. 38? 38? Oh, oh 38? Yeah, this might be the end. No, yeah, I agree, Cam. I agree. It's 38. Didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, 38, that might be the end. 38 on a terrible team. Yeah, he might be done with. Um, I mean, what are you even coming back? What are you even looking forward to? I guess a paycheck. Um, but. He'll be a scout somewhere. He'll make good money. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him if he doesn't come back. If it's a serious injury. If it's a minor, then I understand. But, like, if it's serious, like, he needs, like, Tommy John or something, I don't know. Then I don't blame him. He's got this year and then two more years, and that'll be the end of his 10-year contract with the Reds, $225 million over 10 years, which in baseball, I think most of this is guaranteed. I think it's all guaranteed. Yeah, so, you think he's and he's gone? got a full no-trade clause. That's why. Uh, do you think he's done, Dell? Um, no, I don't. Well, see, the thing is, is with two years left on your contract, he probably, he might milk the rehab, milk the surgery, milk the recovery, come back next year. Um, it's, it's a shoulder surgery. I didn't, let me, let me look it up. Um, but you know, most like get a, a shoulder surgery um, and it's, you know, severe, you're talking, um, you're talking like a nine-month recovery, 10-month recovery. It's, it's essentially Tommy John-esque, like 
duration. So I think he does the recovery, comes back maybe next year, plays a little bit, and then the season after that, I could see him playing and then calling it quits. Uh, the thing is, like Trey said, he's a gamer. Um, so I, I, I think that that's actually a good good take, Trey. So I, I think he'll, I think he'll come back. I'll disagree. All righty, Dill, you got a take for us? I do. Um, so I'm switching gears to football. Um, going a 49ers take. And we talked about the 49ers uh, and Jimmy G. This isn't a Jimmy G take, though. Um, this is a Kyle Shanahan take. So I don't know if you've heard. Have you heard about the uh, hat issues in San Francisco? Yeah, I've heard. I have not. So supposedly Kyle Shanahan wears off-color hats. They're 49er hats, but he gets them, like, custom printed for, like, I don't know if he does, like, different logos on them either, but it's still a 49ers brand, but he does different colors. Um, Oftentimes, he'll have a hat. He'll wear it for that season, I think, and then he'll retire the hat, not wear it again, and get a new one. Um because of some sort of license license agreement with whatever brand is making these hats, the team and the league have said that he can't do it anymore. And uh, he's pissed. He's like, act, he's like actively telling uh, reporters like he's like, like, I got beef with the hat with the hats or like, and I, I'm, he's like, let me tell you, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> so I think uh, we're getting uh, the uh, issues in uh, San Fran, other than quarterback issues, I think we got hat issues. Um, I think this is the year of the hat. I think the 49ers are going to have a dud of a year. Um, Shanahan's going to be thinking too much about his appearance. Uh, he's going to lose his mojo, um, and they're going to lose games. And it's not going to be Jimmy G's fault. It's going to be the hat's fault. We can blame it on the hats. So, And, uh, yeah, they're not making the playoffs. So, Dill, can I correct something for you? Curse of the hat. So, it's not that he made his own hat. It's just, so you have to wear the hat of the current year. Like, you have to wear hats right. that were put out this year. Right. And so, in the past, there's always been one hat that he, like, there's always been at least one hat that he likes. This year, they haven't put out any hats that he's liked. And you have to wear a current year's hat. And so that's his beef, is that he wants to wear a hat that was from, that they put out last season, and they said, no, you need to have one from this season. But to go even further, Dale, I think this is a great sign for the 49ers. Because if the, if the QB issue is bad, if there was real problems, Kyle Shanahan won't be worried about the hat. He'd have bigger things on his plate, wouldn't be talking about the hat because he'd be too nervous about other things. He'd just put on whatever. But right now, because that he's so confident in the current situation, I think that the hat's the biggest issue on his mind. I think if there was a real QB issue, he would have he wouldn't be thinking about the hats at all. So I think there's a great sign. I think they win the division because of it. Uh, Dill, I love this take. This is a waste of take for sure. 
Um, nope, 100% agree with you. Um, this is Hat Curse. This is Hat Gate. Um, this week there was other news that Jimmy G basically just uh, ignored the team every offseason, which is really disappointing to me. Thought, thought very highly of him. Can't have that behavior. Um, could stem back to the hat issue. I think, uh, you know, you, you look good, you feel good, you play good. He's not going to look good out there. He's not going to feel good. They're not going to play good. I 100% agree with you. This is a curse. Hat curse is on, and it won't stop until the NFL let, lightens up a bit and lets the lets the guys wear what they want. Hat, hat gate underway. Um, Cam? It says he has custom game day hat. I don't understand. From what I heard about it, it's just the licensing is you have to wear the hats of the current year. Right. And, that, and so he wanted to wear one of the last year's hats. No, he says he retires the hats after the year. He doesn't. Because he's not allowed to wear it after the year. Oh, maybe that's it. But I've been reading things that he's like designing hats too. I don't know. He can't wear the hat he wants, so he thinks he's going to lose. Cameron? Yeah, I'm here. All right, go ahead then. I don't like it. I don't like. Uh, I don't like it, but I like. Uh, I like the take. I don't like the rule. So uh, I'm a hat guy myself. Every once in a while, and I like to switch it up. I used to be a bigger hat guy, and um, you know, there's too many rules in this gosh darn league, and. Um, I agree with Dylan and with everything that he says always pretty much because he, uh, did we talk about the Kareem Hunt thing last week? Yeah. We did briefly before you got on. Yeah. He's somewhat of a savant. And to be honest with you, I missed the beginning of this whole entire tank. I was just kind of going off your boxes, but that's good. NFL bad. Cam, I need you to figure it out. What are you doing? I've been I'm running around. I got a pack for front trip tomorrow. I'm leaving at five eight. I mean, maybe maybe don't pack at ten fifteen at night. But I'm still. All right. Um, that's where it takes. Let's move on to some topics. Very slow week. Um, LeBron signed an extension. What was it? Does anybody know off the top of their head? Two years. Uh, two years, ninety five. Million. Jesus. And how old is Bronny? Is he a junior? Um, Bronny is like 17. He's a junior in high school? Yeah. Okay, so that lines up perfectly. So, not surprised he took the extension. Why go somewhere else when you can stay where you are, where your son's going to high school? Son finishes senior year. Is he a rising senior or rising he's junior? Going, he's a rising senior. Okay, so he finishes this year. LeBron plays this year. He plays one year in college. LeBron finishes that year. Gets drafted. LeBron signs to whatever team drafts him. I mean, this has been the most obvious thing. I gave this take right in the COVID era of the show. So pretty early on in the heritage, I remember. It's the episode where we tried to get everyone's face on the TV, and it was a disaster. Um, that's 100% the reasoning. Two years, works out perfectly. Doesn't want to leave because so we can go to the high school games. Um, yeah, makes sense to me. Um, but I think LeBron guaranteed has at least three years left, uh, if not more. Um, but we'll see. Um, 
Tucker, any thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's expected. LeBron's been pretty open about what his plan is to play with Bronny. Um, so yeah, I mean, it makes sense since that's always been the plan. Um, I don't know. I was kind of surprised. I I always feel like he's going to be the guy that like takes less to like sign big players around him. He really isn't. Like he just takes max deals, which you know what, do you, whatever, but I don't know. You can't complain that you're not getting the best players and then take a $48 million a year deal. Uh, know what's crazy about this? No matter how good Bronny is in college, he's almost guaranteed to be a lottery because they, that team knows that they're getting LeBron. He has to be, right? Oh, my God. Well, you're getting 40-year-old Bron. I, I mean, I guess 40-year-old Bron could still be a I think I think LeBron. I think LeBron will retire at close to the top of his game. I mean, he's playing, he played close to the top of the game this year. I think yeah, he, he averaged 30 this year. I think if he drops off, he drops off a minuscule amount. I don't think he kind of goes out with a whimper like Jordan. I think he stays at the top of the game until he retires. I think he gets out maybe after a year or two of playing with Bronny. I, I don't see him as a guy who's going to taper off. If he hasn't to this point, I don't think it's going to happen. It's similar to Brady. I just think he will be able to play basketball until his body physically gives out, much like Brady. Well, also, Jordan also played already, to this point, played like hundreds of games less than LeBron. Yeah, absolutely. Already. Listen, I'm a LeBron hater. I'm, I'm a LeBron goat truther. But I, I agree that he has had a... Long, the longevity in his career has been amazing, and he is able to do things at this age that I don't think anyone expected him to be able to do, say, five, ten years ago. Um, Dale, your thoughts? Uh, just on him. On his extension? His extension? I mean, I think it's fair to say that he can't really complain about things when he takes $45 million a year or whatever it is. Um, to play on this team, uh, but it definitely lines up with Bronny, and I and none of that is a wasted take because we all know everything about um, LeBron's desire to play with his kid. So you know, may, maybe there'll be other wasted takes down the line when we get start getting to draft day. I think there's some interesting things that could happen there, but I'm really not surprised. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I expected. Um, I got a hypothetical for you. Where, if, say, there are some teams in the lottery for Bronny that, that take him, what is the least, what would be the place that LeBron wouldn't go as a result of Bronny getting drafted? Say, the Celtics, right? If the Celtics took Bronny, would, that he, would, still, be so funny. would he still go? To Boston, because he has said recently, he used to say that he respected Boston's fans and he respected blah 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 blah. Now recently, he's jumped on the bandwagon. Oh, they're racist as hell. Blah blah blah. I hate Boston. I would never play in Boston. Um, would he come here if they took Bronny? Where are some places he would not go? I think Boston's one, and I can't. I don't know if there's another one. Anybody? Anybody have any ideas of other ones? I think Boston would probably be the only place that could take Bronny and maybe not get LeBron. 
I don't think there's any, if I'm being honest. You think he'd come here? I do. I don't. I 100% do. I mean, the Celtics won't be in a lottery in three years, hopefully, unless things go disastrously wrong. But wouldn't that just be the funniest thing in the world? Um, all right. Let's move on. Um, let's talk a little bit um, on Patriots here just for a second. I just want to get you guys' thoughts on the joint practices. Um, so, obviously, two big fights in two days. I understand fights happen at training camp, especially when you're getting to hit other people for the first time. Like, I think it happens a decent amount but to the extent that it's happened these past two days i can't remember that ever happening in new england um you know they're supposedly running such a tight ship there and yet you've got you've got guys getting thrown out of practice every day do you think this is a good sign for the patriots showing a little fight or is it a bad sign showing they're undisciplined obviously you're going to know where i stand on it i think it's a show of uh, a lack of discipline i think that maybe bill's taking it a little easier no fault of his, just the fact that he's older. Like, I, I, you slow down when you get older. Um, the new coaching staff not really being set yet. Um, I think it's a bad sign. I think it shows a lack of discipline that I don't like to see from the Patriots. I, this is stuff that we expect from other teams and not from New England. Tucker, tell me how it's a good sign that they're beating up the Panthers in practice. They got that dog. I like, I like a team with fight in them. I mean, it's a sign that you haven't seen from the Patriots in a while. Long time. I don't know. I'm a fan of it. I like when you have that fight in you. Did I? Um, I don't think, like, I wouldn't ever look at this as a bad thing. I really wouldn't. Um, and maybe it's just a bias on my point, but I I like when teams are fighting each other. Like, you know, it's just, it's a, you got your guys' backs. Like, guys were protecting each other. I don't know. It's just a sign of having that dog in them. I think these guys fight to the end. I think that's just the way they'll always be. <laughs> Dylan, um, before we go to camp, the unbiased take, good or bad thing? Um, I, I, it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. I guess it depends on the situation. Um, <laughs> if, if causes of the fight aren't stemming from, uh, um, what's the word, like... Uh, you know, big pieces of your team. If 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 it was if it's like the quarterback getting in so fights, I'll with, give you I'll give you context, Dylan. From what I understand, it's been like fifth string receivers that have been starting it. Sixth string receivers. All right, this is what I'm saying. If it's if it's quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks with wide receiver ones screaming and yelling at each other, it's a problem. If it's Dudes, like you're saying, fifth-string, sixth-string practice squad type guys that are getting into tussles. Uh, it's not a problem, but it's annoying. And as a team, it becomes annoying. But I think as a coaching staff, most of the time you wean those guys out relatively quickly, if that's the case. Um, I, I see what you're saying. So I don't think it's a problem. Uh I think most professionals will see this as these guys are being stupid and then uh, the coaching staff will as well. And then it'll just not be a problem. So I, I'm not going to read anything into it. Um, 
but it's not a good look. I see your point, and my worry just becomes games, right? Because the Patriots are consistently one of the least penalized teams in the NFL. And we all know how the NFL has t- has ratcheted up the taunting rules. We saw it in the Giants-Patriots game last week, and the Giants player got called for absolutely nothing for taunting. Um, it just worries me in the season about penalties. But maybe you're right. Maybe maybe Christian Wilkerson won't make the team. He is on the, on the roster bubble. So... Um, <coughs> I also hope none of you fell for that fake news story that Mac Jones told uh, Brian Burns to hold his nuts because that didn't happen. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely fell for it. I thought it was awesome. No, that did not happen. Uh, that, the best be- the best replies to that tweet were those, source, trust me, bro. Like, <laughs> did not happen. Uh, Cam, you and I, we went through a couple training camps together. We saw some fights. Uh, I think there was one time Frezzy kicked Randy in the nuts or vice versa. Yeah. That was a good one. Yep. Um, oh, and that what yep. was that kid's what was that kid's name that always said get off the tracks? What was his name? He fought a couple kids, didn't he? <laughs> Kenny. He fought a couple kids. He didn't like getting hit. It was tough that he was a lineman, but he did fight some some guys. Yeah. Uh, good or bad it thing? Always, but it was always like those fifth string kids. But it was awesome because it was like a, a little bit of like it pumped everybody else up. Uh, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Because they're not that good and they won't play. So, like, I always saw it as a good thing. I haven't heard anything about the Patriots stuff, to be honest. But um, I'm going to go ahead and say this is a this is a good thing for the Pats. Um, there was, the fight today did involve Christian McCaffrey and I think one of the Patriots' starting defender, Dietrich Wise and Christian McCaffrey. So that was starters today. The one yesterday was... Uh, Back end the, the depth chart. Well, if it's if it's fighting between two different teams, I don't give a damn. That's probably a good thing. I see. I I disagree. I think it's better if I I understand fights between each other. Like you're all fighting to get on the roster. It's a very stressful environment. I I understand that more. The part that I don't like is that it is against another team. Because if you can't control yourself against another team in practice, you're not going to do it in a game. You know. So that that's kind of where I see it from. But. I guess I'm the only one that sees it as a problem, but we'll see. I guess when the season rolls around. Um, Pats, Giants, preseason game. I got nothing on it. Um, Cam, do you have anything on it? No, I thought uh, Bailey's app looked good. See, I didn't think he looked great. I think he looked a little jittery, but obviously that'll come with time. He, I think he settled in. He started rough and he settled in. He only had two incompletions. He, he, he looked... He looked like he was jittery in the beginning. I think he was nervous, which I understand. And that, that touchdown he threw to little Jordan Humphrey was a gift. Like, that that's not a touchdown on 99 other plays. Little Jordan made a great play on the ball. Uh, Tucker or Dylan, do you guys have anything on the game? No, I really don't care that much, if I'm being I honest. Didn't watch, I didn't yeah, watch. me neither. Tyquan Thornton scored a touchdown, so there's that. I like Tyquan. Um, all right, let's... Move on. There was one other thing I want. Oh, yes, the Yankees. The Yankees stink. The Yankees are bad. Curse of Benintendi. Is he an inside job? Is he an inside agent? Cam, what's going on with the Yankees? Terrible. Aaron Judge is very good. Everyone else is terrible. Are you still confident that this is your year? When have I ever said that? I don't think you ever did, but we were we were saying it. I've never been confident in Yankees ever. I said this would be a, this would be 
a loss of a year if we did not at least make the World Series. And at this point, I'm not pessimistic that that won't happen. But I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same as I've, as I've always been. I just I never have confidence. And I never hype myself up too much. So if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I won't be let down. That's a good way to approach life. Uh, Dill, that wins <laughs> record thing might not come true. That might be a loser because uh, they are struggling a bit. Do you think this I, is long-term or do you think they snap out of it? Um, I think they snap out of it. So this is the thing. Uh, they were playing on a high and they were rolling probably higher than their curve, you know? They're like they're playing up here when they should be down down a little bit farther. So I think they're just leveling back out. Um, uh, the, the one thing about baseball, very long season, uh, we have about 50 games left. They get touch under 50 games left now. Um, you don't want to, it's weird in sports. And I, I think it's especially like happens more in baseball. You don't want to be playing ridiculously good right now. Because that curve will come back around. You'll start to play bad again by the end of the season. And then that'll tail into uh, the playoffs. It's like if, if you had to pick a time for the Yankees to play poorly, it would be right now. <laughs> because they're already sole possession of the AL East. It, they'd have to really poop the bed in order to lose that. I mean, and I, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um so I would expect them to, you know, ride this wave, this low wave that they have right now, um, you know, get back to even and then probably project high at the end of the season on a high run and then move on to the playoffs. I can, you don't want to be really high right now because eventually that's going to tailor off and that can just snowball, right? So um, honestly, if I was a Yankees fan, I'd probably be excited right now. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, I think I think you're you're more right than wrong there. Um, Tugger, thoughts? I do agree with Dylan here that like this is just the time. I mean, you're gonna get cold at some point. Right now is the time to get cold. If it's the same thing, you know, if it becomes a trend long term, then obviously it's a different story. But as of right now, it's the right time to be cold. Alrighty. Um, anybody got any other topics they want to touch on before we move on to list guys? Two guys hear about Kyler Murray, Colin plays. Oh yeah, yeah. We could talk on that for a second. Yeah, uh, if you didn't hear the story, Kyler Murray thought play calling was easy. Easy. So Cliff Kingsbury said, "Go ahead, you do it," and they gained like no yards. It was like three punts. Uh, so negative two. He negative two yards total. He's starting to piss over three drives. He's starting to piss me off a little bit. He seems like kind of a little puke, doesn't he? Like yeah, he yeah, has. This, I don't like him. He has Did this he... whole thing with the with the uh, contract, this the studying because clearly he does not love football that much. Because and then there's all these stats coming out that he on the day that the new COD releases he plays worse, and then on the uh, <laughs> double XP weekends he plays worse. But clearly, he's more committed to COD than he is to football. He's doing this shit. He just seems like a little puke. I don't think I like him. I haven't had any real opinion on him other than he's a short little guy. 
Uh, and I don't think he's going to have as good a success as a lot of people do. I think he's a puke. I think he's an asshole. But a lot of quarterbacks are assholes and have success. Look at Roger. But he's but he seems like he is insufferable. Tucker yeah, or Dill, go ahead. Um, that he was bitching and complaining on the sidelines, or, or while he was playing in the first half, right? And I think he played the first half, had some like disputes, didn't like the way it was being called. Was probably running his mouth on the sideline so much to the point where the coach was like, "Yeah, you do it." And I think he did it for the third quarter. The fourth, it was one quarter. Um, I don't think it was the full second half, but at, this came like right after the contract extension. It was like the next day or something, right? Um, well, no, it was like it was so the contract happened like two weeks ago, and there was that clause that said four hours of independent study each week, and then they took the clause out because everybody was like, "Why the hell do you need that?" So they took it out uh, to not not embarrass him. That's right, but but what I'm saying is he gets this contract extension, and then. You know, I feel like maybe it was acting differently because of, you know, I got, I got my extension, got paid more money. Now I can run my mouth. And then the coach is just like, you're, he's, want me to shut you up? You do. He's, he's been an, a, he's been an asshole for a couple of years now. Cause he did that whole thing where he just deleted all the Cardinal stuff off his Instagram out of nowhere. Yeah. He's he's a something else. Tucker, you like Kyler Murray now? No, I actually really dislike him after all this. He's just, yeah, I mean, everything, it just seems like he's a bit of a diva. He's not really committed. It, I don't know. Everything's, like, he's very unlikable, I feel like, recently. And it's all been over the last, like, four months. Cam? You know, you know who else, sorry, you know who else was really committed to the gamer grind? Um... A pitcher. What is his friggin' name? Um, I was pitcher on the Red Sox. God dang it! And he like got blisters allegedly from playing too many video games. Couldn't pitch. He was a starter for the Sox. Oh my god! Recently, this was, when this was like ten years ago. So this was right in the chicken and beer scandal. Yes. Era. No, this was like it was like the same. Jonathan Papelbon. No, it's Josh Beckett. No, it was a Sounds younger like guy. a fringe guy. Bronson or I'm going to look it up. You guys continue. Uh, Cam, do you like Kyler? No, I don't like, I don't like Kyler. And I think the situation was Kingsbury called a play and Kyler just said no. Or he said no a couple times in some of the plays that he wanted to run. Yeah, I think you're but right there. That's. I think that was just with the, like, <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, that, that annoys me. Especially, he's got a little man syndrome, for sure. He really does, doesn't he? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Little man syndrome. Yeah, no, he uh, he has lost me all the way now. Never was a huge fan. Now I think I'm going to actively root against him. Kind of a scumbag. I, I the, the stats about the Call of Duty double XP weekends is hysterical. It's just so funny. So, Tucker, you should uh, pay attention to that and fade him. Fade um, him on Wednesday. Double XP weekends. Yep. On when look up the day COD comes out. Look up the first double XP weekend and fade him. We'll make some money there. Um, all right, let's move on to list guys. I think we're doing TV shows. Uh, we haven't, or are we doing pharmaceuticals? We did animate. We did animated TV shows already. So does this have to be live action? 
I guess we're gonna do it. I don't watch TV. Well, you used I'll, to. I'll do the list. Um, we're doing meds next week. Why? Because it's just a weird list. I don't know. Oh, so no one else was throwing out ideas. Um. Okay. Uh, does anybody have a number five ready to go? No. Okay. I'm, oh, I've Tucker, got. You, you're uh, bad. Tucker, you suggested this. I didn't think we were picking it. I thought we were doing pharmaceuticals, which I did not have a list for. Also, it wasn't. It was over-the-counter drugs, not pharmaceuticals. Come on. Right yeah, that's also very weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Not, like. Advil. It's a really weird Top thing medicine. to pick for your list. I don't know. I was at work. It just seems like a drug thing. It's not a drug thing. Dylan's a drug guy. Like, what do you want me to do? I go, my number one is Vicodin. <laughs> no. Because why would that be your number one? Who doesn't one? love a good Percocet? <laughs> That's not over-the-counter drug. Um, I'm t- I've got four. I'm trying to come up with my fifth. If anyone's got a five, they can lead off. I'm looking, I'm looking. Anybody with a five, lead it off. Um, this is good podcasting. So Cut this, even though no one cuts anything, but cut this. Cut this part. I can't cut figure this. out who this Red Sox player, player was. What about your list? I don't care about the list. You have to. It's a list, guys. Cam, you got a number five for us? Sure. I'll just... um, I'm going to go with Drake and Josh, number five. For what reasons? Explain it a little bit. Yeah, because I just got counting up. I have three. No? Yeah, I have three, but none of them are like Nickelodeon, and I was getting to my Nickelodeon. Uh, oh, I've got my five. I've got it. That was the first one I thought of. Um, I guess probably my favorite Nickelodeon show, though. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Come back to me. I might change this up. All right. My four. number five. My number five is going to be The Walking Dead. Um, the Walking Dead was a fantastic television show for like the first six or seven seasons, which is a pretty long time to stay good. I actually don't know. Whatever season ended with Negan showing up for the first time that's where the show fell off i watched like three seasons after that stopped watching i always that was like 2015 2016 yeah 2016 is when it got bad i don't know when it started but first couple seasons were absolutely electric major characters dying um very like just a cultural phenomenon i'm not a big horror guy so it took me a while to watch it but when i decided to pretty damn good show rick one of the one of the great all time leads, Carl, uh, Glenn, great character, Maggie, Smoke Show, um, yeah, just super interesting, super interesting world. Um, don't know if you guys have any familiarity with the comics or the video game series, which is also very good. The video game series um, show really really fell off after Negan showed up. He was supposed to be like the big bad guy. And, you know, when he showed up, it was kind of at its climax and then it, it kind of tapered off there. Uh, I know a lot of major actors have left the show. Um, so it's yeah, I, it's uh, a show that I that I really, really enjoyed for the first the first watch through. I really enjoyed it. And we're I watched, talk, sorry, we're talking TV, not 
like HBO, right? HBO counts. HBO was television. Oh boy. Um, right, now I gotta read this. Yeah, so Walking Dead, my number five. Uh, my number five is Blue Mountain State. Uh, Shit. great show. Shit. I love this show. What did you say, Trey? I, I didn't think of that one. Yeah, uh, this has to make my list because for a long time it was my go-to. It was my go-to, like, oh, I need to put something on, like, what's the show? It was Blue Mountain State. It's just easy to watch, fun. Every episode's funny. There's no duds, so... BMS number five. Who's next? Cam, do you want to change your five or stick with Drake? I'm up. Um, Dylan did not get his answer. So, number five for me, I'm going to also go with Trey and say The Walking Dead, I think. Um, Like you said, Trey, uh, first seven, eight seasons, really good. I never watched a single episode until we room together in college and I watched I don't know how many episodes are in a season say 15 episodes and there are 8 seasons before at, at the time and I think I watched all of them in like a 2 month span if not even. I remember sitting sitting there we, after a night out in bed just watching all day with you. Yeah so we breezed through that it was great uh, then it got really bad stopped watching in 2016 and watched that. Cam, are you comfortable with your pick, or do you want to change it? Yeah, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it. For okay. Now. I'm sure you guys are gonna say number four. I'm gonna go with The Office. Um, never was a huge Office guy. I always thought it was weird, and then I got bored. And nope, I'm changing. I'm changing. The Office is gone. Office is moving to five. Anyway, five is The Office before the reason of. Um, I never liked it at all, and I got bored uh, after college, and would just watch it in my downtime, and it was really funny. Also watched a bunch of scenes on Facebook every once in a while. Um, stupid humor, number five is in the office now. Number four is going to be Criminal Minds. Um, I, I, I don't know, I just like watching them hunt down serial killers, and it's pretty cool. Uh, my number four was going to be The Office. It has now been bumped to my number six. Honorable mention The Office. My number four is going to be BMS as well, Tuck. Uh, this was a show that defined my high school years. Um, it definitely gave me a wrong picture of what college was going to be, unfortunately. thought it was going to be a lot more fun than it was. Um, but it has football. It has partying. Thad Castle, all-time character. Um... And then in college, they came out with the movie that was crowdfunded. It kind of sucked, but it also was kind of funny. So, um, yeah, BMS is going to be my uh, number four, Alex Moran for life. Talk. Uh, My number four is a new show that I just started watching a little while ago. Very much loved it, but it's The Boys. Uh, Amazon Prime show, really good. This is already your fourth favorite show of all time. You just watched it. Uh, genuinely, like, one of those shows that I watched, I was like, this is actually one of the best shows I've ever watched as I was watching it. Like, Sounds like recency bias to me, but go ahead. It's recency bias, definitely, but there's no rule against recency bias being in the in there. So, I mean, I love this show. I thought it was awesome. 
um, throughout, but it's just really well done. Everything in it's just incredible. Uh, and I genuinely believe like five years from now, it'll still be in my top five. Dale? Uh, number four, I'm also going to go uh, BMS. Uh, I didn't watch it until I was in college. It was freshman year when I was at Castleton. In the spring, I watched it for the first time. And then, um, actually, maybe that's a lie. Maybe it was the second time I watched it was was in college. But anyway, that's when I remember watching it. So anyway, but uh, no, it's a good, yeah, a great show, funny, uh, probably the, maybe, yeah, probably the funniest show at the time that I had watched. Um, that was like real people, you know. Uh, Wish it was a few more seasons longer. It's, it's not many seasons, uh, but tremendous characters, and uh, I should probably watch it again. I don't know where you can watch it though. It's not they on took, Netflix. Yeah, they took it off Netflix. You gotta just like stream it somehow. But I should watch it again. Cameron, number three. I am torn. I'm gonna go with. Trailer Park Boys. Oh, God damn it. That's another good one. Yeah. Trailer Park Boys. And I watched this very fast. This was another one that I breezed through in my downtime. Um, it's very, it's kind of like the office, like documentary base. And, but it's just a, a buffoonery. I think it's, it's far funnier than the office. Oh, it is. It really is. It's buffoonery is the only word I, can use um bubbles is an all-time character ricky's an all-time ricky's character. my favorite yeah ricky's just the main one um mr Leahy is is unreal um i'm i'm gonna probably watch it again all the way through it just doesn't get old the only part i hated about it is watching the interviews with the actual actors after and realizing how like calm and normal people they were I hated that. Um, I want to believe that they're just always like that. You ever and seen that show, to, Dale? I, I want to go to Sunnyvale right now. I would live in Sunnyvale. You ever watch that show, Dale? No. Uh, That's my one you roommate, gotta watch. My roommate college my sophomore year. He was obsessed with it and had it on all the time. And the guys in the suite had it on the TV all the time. So I like loosely would see clips of it, but I've never, never watched it. Oh my god! You would like it, so though. Funny. You would love it, though. Um, I'm sure I would. My number three is going to be Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, another cultural phenomenon. Everybody was locked into that show. I got on the train late again. I think I got how many seasons were there? Season eight. There were eight. I think I got in season five, um, which was kind of like the height of the show. So many different characters, so many storylines going on, so much, like, all, again, main characters dying all over the place, like, no one was safe, you know, just this vast world that was really well realized, um, and then the last season came out, and it was terrible. I remember that last season, senior year of college, everybody kind of locked in, everybody watching it, I remember watching with my roommates, we had watch parties every night, I was texting, like, 15 different people about what's going on. Uh, we had a pool going who was going to end up as the, the king of the, of the realms. Terrible ending to the show. 
the last season stunk. All these intertwining storylines came together and just it was disappointing. Uh, there's a new Game of Thrones coming out this month, a new spinoff show that I'm going to be watching. Sunday. Yeah, I will be watching that. Hopefully it's better. Um, but yeah, all-time show. Didn't know anybody that didn't like it. Everybody that watched it was super into it. Like, everybody that watched it was into it. And it was just a, a great show. And it, it had one bad season, but the rest of it was pretty fantastic. So, Game of Thrones, my number three. Tuck? Uh, my number three, Trey, you're going to be upset about this, but it's Always Sunny. Always Sunny is my go-to comfort show. Uh, I, it's, it's funny, and it's it's just great all around. One of the best shows I've ever watched, 100%. Not up to get to the top two, but just an incredible show that, like, I think everyone enjoys, too. I mean, I don't really know anyone that, like, everyone that watches Always Sunny loves it, and it's just a hilarious show. I mean, every season's been good, and it's been going out for 15 seasons, and it's just getting better every year. Uh, Dill, number three. Um, so I am going to bump out Walking Dead. Sorry. Last minute adjustment. Walking Dead's out. BSM five. Uh, number four. Uh, I'm going to BMS. Number BMS. You meant, I'm guessing. No, number five is BMS. Did I say BSM? You said BSM. It's that that's my work. You so didn't I'm say getting, BDSM, Cam. <laughs> it's, it's my my that's my work acronym, so I say it all day long. So sorry. Um, number four is going to be The Witcher for me. Real quick, uh, love the video game. My favorite video game of all time. Uh, show is good. First season is okay. I give it about a six and a half, seven out of ten. Second season is like a Eight and a half, nine out of ten. Really into it. It's the only show that I've I actively like look up. Like, when is the next season coming out? And it's the only show that I ever like like will watch all the episodes when it does come out. So I gotta put that at four. I'm no one else probably has any idea about that show. Uh, number three though, I'm going. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go How I Met Your Mother. Number three. There's not many shows that I've actually watched all the way through. I've like Always Sunny, no. Trailer Park Boys, no. Friends, no. Office, no. Many, many others, no. This one I have watched all the way through. Thank you, Linnea. Because um, she uh, makes me watch TV shows with her. So uh, we finished that about a couple months ago. Really liked it. Uh, good story. Liked the characters. So number three, how much money? Cam, yeah, number two. Number two, I'm going with Dexter. I don't know if any of you guys have seen Dexter. They just came out with a ninth season after like 10 years. Um, very well done, actually. Hated the ending. Some people love the ending. I think it's a personal thing, but I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> first two seasons of Dexter are awesome. Fourth season is really good. And then... The rest of the seasons are kind of like uh, they're just trying to keep it keep it going, but it's all like the same thing with different people. And then the ninth season is also actually very good. So altogether, it's a good watch. I made it all the way through. Well worth it if you guys want to. 
Um, that's number two. Number two for me is going to actually be Always Sunny, which might be a surprise. Um, the reason it's coming at number two is because it's a comedy. It's obviously very, you know, kind of crazy. You know, the storyline isn't very overarching. It's just like quick episodes. But it is done incredibly well. Every topic is hit. It's also extremely clever. Like, the, the nuances in this show, people don't realize. One of the characters ends up being gay. His evolution over the course of like 11 seasons 12 seasons to the point where he comes out of the closet is incredible because he's extremely christian and he's like swears off gay people and to real to for him to realize that he's gay over that time through tiny little like writing jokes is awesome they're they managed, and they really slow played it over like 10 years. Exactly. They managed to make fun of everyone equally. They make fun of each side of every argument. Like they stay perfectly, you know, in the middle. They realize the ridiculousness of each side of everything that happens. And they make fun of both of the sides. Um, incredibly well acted show. Incredibly well written show. Extremely funny. Quotable. Everything you're looking for a TV show. Tucker, you're 100% right. Comfort show. Uh, I've watched through Always Sunny maybe six or seven times now. Like, I, it's always playing. My roommate, Ben, loves it. Always playing on TV. I'll always sit down and watch an episode with him. It's just, it's one of those shows where you go through it and you're like, this isn't a good episode. Like, I don't remember this one being that funny. And then you actually watch it. You're like, oh my God, this is one of the best episodes I've ever seen. This is hysterical. They never miss, I swear. It's fantastic. If you don't watch it, you really should. It's so funny. One of the greatest shows ever made. It's the greatest comedy ever put on television. Always Sunny is my number two. Uh, uh, my number two is a show. I don't think it's going to be on anyone's list. It's Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, just show I've been watching for a few years now. Just so well done. And, like, it's one of those things where, Trey, like, you just talk about, like, the evolution of characters in Always Sunny. Like, the evolution of characters in Peaky Blinders is so well done. And just, like, seeing how they evolve and all that. It's just oh, everything about it. The cast is incredible. It's really well acted. Just through and through one of, like, the most – I'm not going to even say underrated because I think it's a pretty popular show. But one of the – one of – the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, Dylan. Um, now I just thought of another show. I'm, I'm not going to redo my list. I'll bring it up, uh, when I say my number one. Uh, number two for me is a show that I don't really know if I like, but I watch a lot of it again because of Linnea. She kind of makes me watch it. It's her favorite show. Uh, we watch it all the time. Oh, I watch no. it. I watch many, many hours of this show a week. No. If I'm not watching TV, or if I'm not playing video games, and I'm not at work, and I'm not doing anything else, we're essentially watching this show. And that is Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Bachelor. No. Grey's Anatomy is on season 23 or something. I've been watching this show for three years. I met Linnea three years ago and three and a half years ago, whatever it is. And we've been watching it ever since. I'm on season 11. It never ends. 
but I'm 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 in two D. So I I guess I enjoy it to some extent. I used to not. Now I kind of do a little bit, but simply because of the amount of time that I put into the show, I have to put it on this list. Uh, so yeah, Grey's Anatomy, number two. Cameron, one. So I actually have to touch on that, Dylan, because that's the what you just described is the exact same life that I live currently. It's not going to be on my number two or on my list, but if I'm not doing anything else and I walk into the room and Lindsay's watching TV, it will be Grace Maggie on there. And she's on it for her fifth time now, I believe. Six yeah, times. it's bananas. Six, she said, and she's never watched it up until the current point. She always... Season 21? Oh, there's no 21, though, apparently. There's only 17. 18. But she's up, seen, seen up to 17, but she'll start I thought, they're on a, I thought they're on 20. I don't know. No. She said no. Absolutely not. You're wrong. You're a liar. She called you a liar to your face. Wow. Um, anyway, yeah. Same situation. Number one for me. I don't think any, any, uh, I think you're going to put it. Prison Break. If you haven't seen Prison Break yet, please watch Prison Break. I beg of you. It is very well thought out. It's one of the shows that I used to watch. I don't know how we ever did this, but it was one of those shows I used to watch once a week. It was on one hour a week on Fox, and then you'd have to wait until the next week to watch it, and you'd do that for four years. And I don't remember how we used to do that, but we did it. We waited every week, 7 o'clock, we would get in bed. All of us piling, me, my brother, my mom, my dad, I was like nine, piling into the king-size bed in my parents' room, and we watched Prison Break together. Um, and season one, season two, incredible season three, not, not great. Season four, not terrible. One of those shows that they came out with the the season after, um, a period of time. And that one's actually decent. So if you haven't seen it, you gotta see it. I beg of you, please trust me. All right, my number one is going to be the Sopranos. This is one that I don't think anybody has watched in our friend group fantastic television show um it puts together a lot of things that i really like love stories about the mob um and this is like a modern take on you know the mob and uh the characters in it it's another hbo show so you know there's no holds barred people dying all over the place again main characters are not off limits uh people you know becoming rats for the feds um, Cam said it's overhyped. Not true at all. Uh, many lists put it as the number one of all time. I highly suggest you watch it. It is a bit of a slog to get through for a season's not great, but the rest of it is fantastic. Um, I love this show. I flew through it. Long episodes, a lot of content. Um, each episode's like an hour, and there are like 10 to 15 episodes in a season, and there's like 10 seasons. So there's a ton of it. Um, and the story of Tony Soprano is just awesome. They made a movie recently that kind of sucked as a prequel. Um, but yeah, I've never really enjoyed a television show more than the Sopranos. It is absolutely fantastic. The end makes you think, um, it's great. Watch the Sopranos if you haven't. Tucker. Uh, my number one is easy. It's game of Thrones. 
um, there's no show I enjoyed more. I think I only got I got into it later than some people. I got in like season four, but such a good show. Um, I think like the fact that I was in college, me and all my roommates watched this show together. Like we'd had like the I remember the last season so I it sucked for a certain aspect, but like I also remember it so fondly for like the stuff that we got to watch during it. Like we would get together, we'd have a whole night of just watching Game of Thrones. Like you'd sit down, you'd we get charcuterie boards and wine, which was very much among us and that like above us, and then we'd just watch Game of Thrones for hours and it was just the best. I mean, I probably rewatched it with my room three or four times, like through. So, I mean, there's no show that I've watched more than Game of Thrones. It has to be my number one. Dill, finish this off. Uh, yeah. Um, number one for me is also Game of Thrones, but first, a couple honorable mentions. Uh, The League. Yeah. If I were to redo my list, I probably would put it on some somewhere. Um, Oh, there was another one, and I lost it, so it must not have been as important. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't put this this one on my list because it's like uh, it's not like a real TV show. It's like one of those like uh, um, his, history channel shows. It's The Curse of Oak Island. Anybody ever seen anybody watching episode? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. So um, it's not like it's. There's no story plot. It's like a real. It's like a documentary series, I guess. But um, my dad and I started watching it when I was, you know, in middle school. And we've watched it, like, quote unquote, together, I guess, for the since. So um, anyway, that's been a thing. But I wouldn't put it on this list. It's not like there's no story to it or anything. Uh, But yeah, number one, Game of Thrones. Uh, Trey, I think. We started watching around the same time. Whatever season you said it was seemed about the same for me. Um, yeah, just the fantasy kind of, you know, extremely large world with a lot of lore. Um, a lot of stories going on at once. It was like the first show of its kind, it seemed, that was like that vast with that type of production. Um cost in that type of setting like uh fantasy kind of dudes with swords and things magic going on that i that i could remember um you know fit checked all the boxes for me for like what is kind of interesting in terms of the show so uh yeah the ending terrible Uh, it's the same people that wrote the ending for how i met your mother which is also terrible so People think that those guys stink. It's two brothers. Um, so, yeah. But good show. At, at, at all the other episodes outside of the last season are fantastic, really. So, um, Linnea's never seen it. She says she, wanna watch, watch, she says she wants to watch it, so we might have to, you know, put that on now. All righty. I've, I've only watched it once. I've watched it twice, except for the last season I've only seen once. Um, all right. What? Never seen it. It's it's a good watch. You might like it, Cam, actually. I watched the last season. Well, that's kind of dumb. Um, that's what Linnea did. That's what Johnny Fontaine did. Uh, we're supposed to have him on the show. 
Um, all right, movie time. Let's do it quickly. Semi pro. Who watched it? I did. Yeah. Yep. I did. No tuck. No. Did you watch Three Amigos? No, you didn't. Oh shit. Oof. I don't want to lose another point. Down to four. Tucker, you're tied for last. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> so I'm in third. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Dylan, big win for you. Um, Dylan, go ahead, review. Um, I love Will Ferrell. Uh, this I wouldn't put this as like quintessential Will Ferrell because it's kind of like a, a later movie from maybe actually I don't know maybe not. This probably came out when we were in. Oh, Ninth grade, maybe eighth grade. I think it was way before that. I, I think I think I remember seeing a standee at Blockbuster. I want to say it was like fifth grade. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. That sixth would, grade. That would be sixth grade. Okay, yeah. never mind. Um, yeah, I see. This movie is good to me. Like it's funny, but it's not like the most funny. But there's definitely a lot of good moments. I mean the the premise of this of the story is funny you know the nba like d league type team and in flint michigan literally the middle of the country farthest away from anything tropical it's cold they call themselves the tropics that's just funny um the alley-oop aspect a little funny uh you know just will ferrell's character in general funny so I, you know, I enjoy this movie. I don't watch it a lot. Uh, this was a, I hadn't watched it in a long time, honestly, probably a couple of years. Um, but I enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a seven zero. Cameron. Yeah. <clears throat> I mentioned last week I hadn't seen it before. I was alive, seen bits and pieces, but I don't think ever like a full all the way through. Um, it was good. I I think it's kind of like a Benchwarmers ass, like a silly sports movie. Um, slapstick humor. Maybe that's not the word I'm looking for, but um, I agree. There were definitely some funny moments. It wasn't the funniest movie I've ever seen, but I think the funny, my favorite character was uh, Dick Dick Pepperfield, or was that his name? Yeah, Dick Pepperfield. Dick Pepper. <laughs> He's my favorite. Um, and then also Andre 3000, great actor. Great actor. Great actor. Didn't know that was him. Um, he played kind of the, the tough guy. Coffee Black. Some, uh, then he kind of came back in and was like a team player. And um, I didn't know it was him. I looked up the cast after, and I was like, wow, Andre 3000. Um, no, I like the movie. I think it's going to be 6.9. Nice. <laughs> I was going to do that too, Cam, but I already said 7 when I thought of it. Um, yeah, so I actually think this is one of the quintessential Will Ferrell movies. Um, I think it's one of his better ones. Um, obviously, Step Brothers goes above it. Elf goes above it. But it's I think it's up there in his top 5-ish area. Maybe 5 to 7 range. Um, no, great movie. Very funny. I remember the first time I watched it was with Tucker. We didn't stop singing Love Me Sexy the entire time. We were on vacation in, North, in South Carolina. Don't know if you remember that, Tucker. Um, 
but I said, I think I said it as my ringtone for a little bit. Love me sexy. Um, very funny movie. I, I, you're right, Cam. The announcing team is probably has the best lines. And when Will fails interacting with them, calling him Dick Pepper, talking about his wife, uh, very funny stuff. <laughs> getting hit in the, <laughs> and, ju- the and the refs. Yeah. Getting hit in the <laughs> jejunum. Yeah. Telling the ref, I'll kill your entire family. Yeah. <laughs> every time, every time <laughs> well, he gets, every yes, time he gets no, a bad call, he, he tells him he'll kill his family. Well, I didn't no, say that. Part. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the hardest part I laugh, I think was when he goes, your mom might not have went up there. <laughs> Your mom might not have gone to heaven, Jackie. <laughs> um, his mother being just this black woman, hysterical. Um, and Woody Harrelson, always great. So yeah, I, I really enjoy this movie. I think it's it's one of the better comedies of that era uh, for that kind of genre of comedy. Um, also, a little bit extra edge because it's rated R. So it's, you know, it's not like bench warmers, which kind of had to stay in that PG 13 where this one kind of just went all out. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Seven, seven for me. Uh, it's going to be a seven, two final score. Uh, who is up your last turn at a movie? Dylan. Oh boy. Um, let me check. No, it's Tucker. Is it? Is it? Did I screw up the order? Uh, Jackass Forever, War of the World. No, I think it's... No, Dylan it's did me. Full Metal Jacket, and I did Three Amigos, and then... You oh, did. so yeah. I skipped Tucker. Okay. Yeah, usually I'm after camp. See, oh, I, so I don't think my point washing counts, since this isn't my movie. You left. You left. That's you left the pod. I did? Definitely counts. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm going to say that this point loss doesn't count. Fine. I don't think that that's true. Yep, you heard it. It's fine. No, no. I skipped no. him. As long as I no, watched the movie no. this week, which is a movie I've never Actually, seen. Actually, no. You didn't. You could have watched no, the movie. You didn't. No, you didn't protest you last week. I get my point back. I'm back up to five as long as I watch the movie this week. And then, yep. And then next week after my week, I'm still up for a point loss. So I have to watch the next two movies. Um, but the movie that we're picking this week is a movie I've never seen, which I'm ashamed of. It's Godfather. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never seen The Godfather. Line. I've needed an excuse to watch it. I've just never been I don't know. There's just been no... Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I need to see that, and I'll never watch it. Fantastic. And so now this is my motivation. Fantastic. Because it's for a point loss. The first movie is probably, like, the third best movie of all time. The second movie is probably the best movie of all time. And the third movie Sucks. is probably the worst movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen the third one. Just heard it sucks. It's, so, it's, so, it's not even a movie. I know that's it's where like, the line just when I think I'm out, it, they pull me back in. I know that's where that comes from. Um, all right, Godfather, it is. Uh, that's our episode. Wait to takes another long episode with nothing to talk about, but we made it happen. Uh, check us out on our socials. Uh, how many weeks we got till football? Anybody Four know? weeks, let's say. So start um, like honestly like two weeks because that's when college football starts. Start um, narrowing down your uh, preseason your preseason picks. We got we got to do our preseason picks in a couple weeks. So start getting those on your list. Well, yeah. Wait, the preseason's only three weeks though, so it should be. If there's a buy, there's Um, a buy. Yeah. I was gonna go to bed and then I realized that you were in there. Sorry. Oh, I don't think that's what you were talking. I don't think you were talking to me there. 
Um, <laughs> all right. That's our episode. Thanks for getting with us. We'll see you next week.